Welcome to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast, where a group of budget-minded hunters scour the woods for whitetail bucks and whatever other big game is in season. Tune in each week to hear the hilarious public and private land hunting stories and mistake-filled lessons learned. We believe that every hunt brings us closer to God and that we exist to share the good news. And now, your hosts, Christian Babcock and Jake Gaylord. Listen, guys, we wouldn't be able to do the podcast if it wasn't for you all. So we just want to say that you guys are greatly appreciated, and thank you for following along each week. And speaking of support, we are partnered with Out on Land Manufacturing, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, Matt and Chase are great down-to-earth guys, and they make some of the best saddle hunting products out there. Whether you're looking for a set of climbing sticks or a mobile, lightweight, hang-on tree stand, or maybe you're even a one-sticker, You mean tree Pilates? Yes, tree Pilates. If you've been to the grocery store or the gas station lately, you know that Uncle Joe is doing his absolute worst to take all your money. That's why we need hunting gear that lasts year after year. And trust me, I've been rocking the same out on a limb Shakar climbing sticks for four years and the Ridge Runner 2.0 saddle hunting platform for a few years as well. This gear is built to last. We can confidently say that Out on a Limb is the best bang for your buck. And it's the best gear if you want to deflate a big old buck. Make sure you use code HNTA15 at outonalimbmfg.com for 15% off anything on their website. So if you can show them the same support that you guys show us, please go to outonalimbmfg.com and use code HNTA15 for 15% off at checkout. Now let's get back to the podcast. Hilarious conversations. <laughs> that sounds like we got haters in our branches, dude, among us. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, thanks, everybody, for... <laughs> just saw Brandon's comment. Thanks everybody for tuning back into the podcast. This is our uh, bi-weekly Q&A that we do with uh, Outdoor Defiance. So we're joined by Taylor Smith, Jake Gaylord. I'm Christian. And so what we're going to do in this podcast, is we're basically just going to try to do live Q&A with people all over Instagram. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Outdoor Defiance is live on Facebook and Instagram. So drop the questions below and we'll uh, we'll get into them. So here, here they're they're coming in already. Veterans Outdoorsman. Hey guys, what's up? Dude, he looks like he's a nice buck. He's got some eye guards on those things. What are those? We don't have eye guards where we're from. We just have eyebrows. Like you're you're <laughs> muted. Remember that? Yeah, those My apologies. <laughs> yeah, our our uh, eye guards here are like three inches, but I mean that's average for about everything here. I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> GT Hunts says, "What's up, Bo? What's up, Bo?" Mm. Uh, Hunter Hunter Simmons says, "The new intro is awesome. Thank you. I hired my uncle <laughs> to do that. You guys might have seen <laughs> it's mid." <laughs> um, we, we TCRs. A notch said, "It's my favorite boyfriend's. You weren't supposed to tell anybody that." Uh, I'm gonna take that comment away. And he says, three inches is a little big." <laughs> See, that's what I was thinking, but I wasn't gonna say anything. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, so I just want to tell you all this, or ask you guys this: Have you all canceled your trail cam subscriptions Dude, yet? Today, or am I the only one? Because I'm a tightwad when it comes to that. It literally was like January 16th, and I said suspend, <laughs> no longer needed. <laughs> yeah, now mine are still rolling. Oh, 
Because you got big deer, you're hunting private land, dude. We're I not like big that. deer. No, I'm got that three and a half year old 140 inch. I'm pub. I'm private, bro. There you go. No, I canceled mine literally today because I looked at my budgeting app and it said thirty seven dollars, and I was like, <laughs> no, like, that's not gonna work. So I canceled yeah. all of them today. Guess how many buck pictures I got the whole year? Did you go through them all today? Yeah. How many did you get this year? Seventeen. Seventeen bucks. And, and how many bucks. of them were the same bucks? Um, 16. <laughs> <laughs> I had like one floater. I'm, I'm not even kidding. So basically whatever that added up between the cameras. Yeah. I had like four or five cell cams. It was not worth it. <laughs> you paid like probably a few hundred dollars not to see nothing. Yeah. But like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, did, was like a six. It, do what? Was it what like was the a biggest six? one you got? Uh, the biggest one I got was that was that heck. I'll try to pull the picture real quick. It was that thirteen point or twelve point, whatever you call it. That would score like maybe one forty, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was the huge. one with the uh, yeah, huge. The <laughs> other one was the one with the the two inch gash in the shoulder. That was about sixty inches. Yeah, I had a couple of those, but other than that, uh, veteran veteran outdoorsman. This is the guy we we're talking about. His eye guards on his buck. He said that's a few years ago, one hundred twenty eight inch eight point. That's a great. Well, eight. You know, that is a really nice eight point. And the thing is, if you posted that on Facebook in the forums, you could get anywhere from 115 to <laughs> 168 inches. Uh, that's how people are. I, I, I appreciate a nice, respectable score because that's a nice buck. 120. Your recurve buck was like what? Like 105? 195 is what he was. Yeah. Mm, gotcha. 95. Well, here we go. Taylor probably wouldn't even shoot a 128, would you? He did this year. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, you did. What What was the one you shot? Like one one twenty something? Like? Okay, I don't know. I didn't even measure it, dude. It was like six and a half. Six and a half. Being right next to one hundred fifty inch four and a half year old. A notch says mine were my trail cameras were canceled when I missed that buck. It's like hitting on the girl at the bar. You know, is transitioning. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know they're transitioning would be my question. I think it's the face and maybe the voice. I've always been told it's the hands. If, if they have an Adam's apple, it's like, might be a little little sketch there. I think so. Joe, holy, holy last name. Jawanja. Jawan- that was pretty good, dude. Are you part right. African? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> running running for Running 12 spy points all year with solar panels. That's good. That's I like, I mean, I, I don't run spy points, but. I didn't you though okay. at one point? Yeah, I did. Uh, and What's then, your honest opinion? They didn't work very well for me. <laughs> no. and so after they quit working, uh, we played uh, ball with them. So we t- soft tossed them to each other and we grabbed a stick and we tried to hit them as far as we could. And that's what we did with them. There was somebody, I think it was on the, the chasing giants podcast, Terry Peer, or however you say his last name. Mm-hmm. I believe this was the right brand. I could just be bashing them for no reason, but uh, after what they did to you screw them. But apparently what he did is he got some of the mail and he threw them up in the air and said, pool, and then shot him with a 12 gauge. <laughs> he said, brand new spy points. I'm pretty sure they were spy points. And that's what he said, but that, uh, what did he do to you? Who? He said after what he did to you. Oh, oh after, after the, what the spy points did to me. Yeah. Oh, 
I thought you yeah. meant what that guy did to you. I was like, dang. Oh, no. I stole his trail cameras and shot him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dylan Cash said, what cell cams are you guys running? What are you running, Taylor? I run uh, Tactic Camera Veils. All right. Rich and, guy. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. You and run I, all Tactic Cam? Yeah. I, well, I, get, I did buy, uh, um, oh, my gosh. Um let me think what it is. It's stealth cam. I got a stealth cam from a guy and I ran it on public all year. Um wait, you ran like a cell cam on public? Mm-hmm. Wait, somebody ran away with getting, it or what? getting yoinked or, or what? Somebody ran away with it after that or what? No, it's still there. Must yeah, be good at You guys don't have to, yeah. I have one at your house right now, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, that uh stealth cam did pretty good. Uh it's uh it didn't really, it's, oh my gosh, like a motion detector, I guess, or sensitivity is what you're yeah. looking at. Uh, I don't know if I totally agree with it, but uh, it did its job. Um, let me know what was there when they got close, but I feel like I missed a lot a little farther off when the tactic cams would have picked them up. But uh, I had about 15 bucks in that camera, so, <clears throat> you know, I kind of risked it versus what a tactic cam runs, but hmm, tactic cam is the way to go if you're going to do it. What's the uh what's the monthly charge on those bad boys? I think Tacticam sixteen for unlimited. Oh, that ain't bad at all. And then uh I wanna say I don't remember on the stealth. I actually ended the stealth uh I think last week. And so I I don't remember that one on Stealths are like twenty twenty dollars a month per I wanna say it's like twenty three, but I don't know why I keep thinking that. I don't know. Tax. What Probably so Jake, what Wednesday. what are what are you running? Uh, I run like a combination like of cell cams. I got a few stealth cams and then some Exodus cameras as well. You run the rivals? Again, I'm not the right guy. Yeah, I'm not the right guy to talk on that because like I said, I've only had like a handful of bucks this whole year. So don't yeah. don't ask me how they do because all I'm going to say is full battery on all of them. I mean, your, hey. <laughs> your camera's got to work out this year, huh? Uh, they're <laughs> in hibernation. What do you mean? I put a solar panel on a couple of mine this year. That's a hands down the best way to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you we, run, Christian? I run uh, a mix, too. I ha- I'm i pretty, like, from year to year, you'll see me switching gear quite a bit just because I like trying stuff. I run a, a mix of Exodus, and then I had one Moultrie, and then a couple Tacticams. I had a weird issue this year with Tacticams that, like, six of them quit working at like on one day, and I don't know if, what was going on, so... That kind of put a bad taste in my hey, mouth. Hey, uh, someone just posted on my Instagram a really good question. Does that pop up on you? Uh, which who is it? Colton or who? It's Brendan. Uh, can't post comments to some destinations. No, if, I, I don't see it. You can I ask it though. It Here, put. It. He said, uh, <clears throat> "What's y'all's thoughts on Colorado re- reintroducing wolves and proposing a bill to eliminate predator hunting in Colorado?" Eliminate predator hunting? Yeah. So they're releasing and then they're trying to eliminate it? I didn't know anything about that one. I knew about the wolves. Uh, So that's a new one about eliminating it. I'm I'm assuming that would include trapping and stuff too. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I've heard the, uh, the, especially the elk population is down and on on public land for sure. So the idea that there's not enough predators, I, I don't know. Um, if that's true or not, but it seems like wolves would, would decimate something. And I don't understand the thing, taking away trapping or, or coyote hunting or 
any of that sort of stuff. That seems a little silly. Yeah. So I've done, I don't know if, how much research you've guys done, but I've done a lot. I have a buddy that lives up there. And uh, so the biologist said, no, don't, don't do it. And uh, they took it to voting, um, like to vote upon it. And mm-hmm. uh, that's end up who, who passed it were the voters. Well, then the people that voted no, they end up releasing most of the wolves in the areas of the people that said, no, don't bring them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah so listen to this too and all the other states around them that have wolves that wouldn't sell them they had to finally uh i forget where is it oregon or washington maybe i don't know uh which one but they finally talked them into selling them some wolves to bring them but uh none of the other states were like no don't do it it was the worst thing we ever did don't do it and uh they just kept going through with it and then took the average guy's vote not the biologist's word so it's kind of crazy. And then if you're going to take it completely away, that's wild. You guys are going to, you guys are everything. Nothing will be over the counter anymore. It's all going to be draw. I guarantee mm. that. What States have introduced wolves that, that hasn't gone well. Is, did Montana do that? I'm sure they've already, they were already there. Montana. And if you look into the Yellowstone statistics on when they inter- introduced wolves, um, I want to say Washington or Oregon. One of the two did. And uh, so, yeah, nothing is came out positive. Yeah. That's one of Jake's bucket list hunts. So, yeah, that's what I was about to say, man. Like, uh, I'm all for shooting an elk. Trust me, I want to someday. But what I really want to do is shoot. Like, I, I, I honestly think I'd rather shoot a wolf than an elk right now. I don't. There's just something about them that I don't know. They're they're mystical. So, have have you seen them like held up next to a coyote? Like, what oh they, yeah, how, how big they are. There's that photo on uh, that used to be floating around Facebook. It was a, a wolf and a coyote hanging from a tree, and it looked like three or four times the size of just that coyote. And right there, it's like, okay, immediate immediate wolf road. I think they're like 200 plus, like a lot of them are. It's insane. Oh, they're, they're big boys. I'm going to look at that real quick, actually. Because I was talking to... Uh, um, well, there's two different species. Of wolves? Or of... Mm-hmm. Interesting. Explain yourself. Oh, uh, there's like a gray wolf and uh geez, you guys caught me off guard. Caught you, caught you lacking. Can you hear that noise in the background? It says a gray wolves bit. are it's twice random. the size of coyotes. Twice. Yeah. The, twice the size. I was talking to a guy from the guy from Steel Creek Outfitters. What's I forget his name. We had him on the podcast, but he was talking about how how you can barely even hunt wolves. Like it's like you just have to go Dude, they're smart. Something, something else and you just have to hope that you run into one. That's how it works. That's so the we, thing. You know, there's, there's a gray wolf, an eastern wolf, and the red wolf. Nice. We we got a ton of questions rolling in or comments rolling in. Let's, let's hold on. Yeah. Am I able to share my screen real quick just while we're on topics of wolves? I don't know. You can try. Um present. Share screen. We're going to do this one. All right. Can y'all see my screen now? There you go. Dude, look at the size. Difference. Is that compared to a coyote? That's a coyote. That's a wolf. And just oh, from yeah, picture, I know everybody likes to uh, like hold their fish way out. This coyote's obviously closer <laughs> than the wolf. And just look still at the size difference. That, that, that coyote looks the size oh, of my friend's I think collared too. That's crazy. I don't know, man. Wolves are just so dang cool. 
It's like the first plus, time I'm a Christian. I thought he's bigger, and then and we took a picture, and I was like, <laughs> well, and he looked like a coyote. <laughs> Dude, yeah, not okay, not okay. a lot of people know that Christian's only like five eleven, five ten. It's kind of crazy that I can Tall pull it off on camera. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Bertha, he said, so you think you have a chance in the turkey competition? Nope, never thought I did. <laughs> so there's a there's a competition with a notch basement decorator, Missouri Public, all that that big group of guys at Stubby. They did a competition last year, and a guy shot one that had like or basement decorator. Thomas shot one that was 13 and a half inches beard, and I was like, I don't believe that. And then he held it up to a ruler, and it dang sure was. But no, I'm not much of a turkey hunter. I mean, if y'all want to have a fall competition, I could dust all y'all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> during the spring, least... we don't get it, but during the fall and winter, dude, there there's like 80 of them out there. Yeah, I don't have really have a place to hunt turkeys. Peyton said, "Man, that outdoor defiance guy has been duck hunting my field." <laughs> uh, are you much of a duck hunter? Me? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love it. Okay. So I've asked a lot of people this, the same question. What's better, deer hunting or duck hunting? Uh, Deer hunting. Good, it's okay. not even close. Okay, I was about to say. Never mind. It's going to be not a even very hunting short conference. Because you get to go with your friends and get, to, you know, you, you got to get to be loud and quiet or not have to be quiet. And and you kind of got to work for, you know, you got to work for the animal different ways. So yeah, it has a different um, like pros and cons. But when it comes down to it, you say a 10 man of birds or a 160 inch deer. I'm shooting That's 160 inch bird or 160 inch deer. <laughs> 160 inch birds, a monster. It's the reward <laughs> aspect because, uh, it was, it was Corey, Corey Smith. I think that's his yeah. last name. It's but, a pretty uh, last name. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. Well, I guess they just give it to everybody, but <laughs> we were having the same conversation and he was saying that turkey hunting was better. Just, Turkey hunting or duck hunting, I forget which one we're on, but regardless, it's like duck hunting is consumed of multiple small highs is his argument. And then deer hunting is just like boring, boring, boring. And then you get one extreme high, you know, during that 15 second encounter where you release an arrow and we were debating on the two. And quite frankly, I thought I won, but it's just. That's my personal preference. The the 15 seconds after you shoot a buck and he's running off and you see it pumping out both sides and you know he's going down, you can't. You can't. Yeah. If that's what crack feels like, I'd be an addict because that <laughs> that is like Could the best feeling. This this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no joke. Uh, here we got a good question here. Uh, Colton Hurley said, any advice for someone new to the west central part of Ohio for hunting? Where's the trees? <laughs> I don't know where the trees are. And he added you a, find the trees, you find the deer. That's all he I'm added saying. a follow-up. He said, a little bit of back info. I'm originally from Northeast Missouri and moved out here almost two years ago. So I was in Ohio. I don't even know if I'd call it being in Ohio. I went to Ohio. I didn't buy a deer tag. I remember driving around seeing all the ag, and there's like these little woodlots, like blocks. It's like there's five acres here or 10 acres here in this wood block. And I think it'd be it's interesting and really challenging hunting that sort of stuff because it's like you know exactly where the deer are but when they're in one isolated bedding area surrounded by hundreds or thousands of acres of field it's hard to like approach or encroach into that bedding area so i don't really know how to hunt that i've never done it before we hunted kansas quite a bit but 
it's not really like that. Like you have creeks and other travel corridors that you can deal with. It's not just big isolated pieces of timber. <laughs> Nobody else here has been to Ohio. Uh, no, <laughs> I've only heard about it. Sorry, sounds Colton. like me. I don't want to go because my deer will get taken away from me when I kill one. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill a big one. Uh, here we go. Here's a good question. Oh, Peyton said. Would you trade your wives for three 200-inch deer on your wall? Hey, I would, because look, I ain't got, I'm ain't not locked down. Trade oh. her up. Christian? Would I? Yeah. Man. If, if, you could, if you could get remarried later, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I'd, probably, I'd probably have to. No. Three 200-inch bucks. That'd be pretty, sat, pretty satisfying for you, a while. You'd be up there with Don Higgins. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I'd be like, honey, this is a financial play. I'm going to be in the industry. I'm going to open up my, my booths. I don't know. I mean, get them all confiscated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's a good one. Uh, Micah, Micah said, running 17 Moultrie mobile cams, waiting on that sponsorship. Uh, it sounds like they're making hundreds of dollars a month, so you're going to continue to wait <laughs> on a sponsorship. <laughs> but unlike, unlike me, right. his cameras actually paid off. He got a good oh. one this year, didn't he? Yeah, Mike shot a really good one. Yeah, like a probably a twenty-inch wide, ten-point low, low one forties. I think it had one eye guard broke off, so probably a mid to upper one forties. Uh, Richard Davis, ooh, that's a nice elk. Uh, that's my homie. Is Wait, it? that's the yeah. guy who that elk is from. I seen that on o- Oklahoma bow hunter. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he killed it on Fort Sill. Hmm. That's Wouldn't invite sick. me, but we'll get off that subject real fast. All right. Let's see what else we got. Richard Davis said, shoot them all. I think he's talking about the wolves. Yes, sir. Um, And save the herds, he said. Okay, here's a, here's an interesting one. Sam LaPlante said, you guys got five days left in the season. You want to kill a buck. What's your move? Food. <laughs> uh, drop me off. <laughs> That's my Stop. move. Little South Texas action. Yeah. What what yeah, yeah. what's your move? It's January 10th. You're in Oklahoma. And Does you got to be in Oklahoma. I'll say you drew a tag for Kansas. Kansas or Oklahoma. Okay. Those are stopping grounds. I don't Public have... or private. Doesn't matter. What's your plan? My plan would be the same thing as last year when we drew out for Kansas, or I guess season's over. So two years ago when we drew out for Kansas, because we were there late season and we seen just as good of action as we did, you know, earlier, even the rut. So that would be my move. And then just kind of going on those fields that have a few rows of standing beans and kind of, kind of setting up over there. But you, what do you get about you taller? Oh, I'd probably be hunting. Uh, if it was real cold, be hunting the beans or the cornfields, but probably, uh, Mainly beans, which in our area we don't have any, so I'd be hunting food, be hunting wheat, be praying that I don't have to eat tag soup. You think late season weed is like, and a lot of Oklahoma, I don't see a ton of beans, I don't see a ton of corn. You think late season weed is like a primary food source for those deer? Yeah, go buy wheat fields at dark. What are you poaching? Going are you at dark? lighting in Oklahoma? <laughs> is that what you're doing? You and my Ohio friend are hanging out. <laughs> Tell a joke. Yeah. I think, uh, I think similar to these guys, I probably wouldn't be hunting my private. 
unless it was over a corn feeder. And if I was hunting public, especially somewhere in Kansas, it would be in those places. Kansas does a good job on their planning schedules. Yeah, they do. And they do a really good job of leaving crops, like leaving beans and leaving rows left over. And I think that's pretty sweet. And I, cause that field that we hunted Jake, where you got the shot at that eight point, they left a lot of strips of beans and you could tell even in a good amount of snow, those, there was still a lot hanging up and I, there was a lot of deer that flooded in that field. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty surprised me. Uh, do we have any more questions or am I allowed to yeah. ask a question? Okay. Here's here, one last one. And then we'll, you can ask a question. You got to read this one. So, so to have a season he had, uh, who's Christian and did he have a good season? Yeah, she sounds hideous. <laughs> she can't even get in. Uh, I did sell my soul. I can't hunt all next fall for the season that I had. That's just an agreement with my wife. It's, it's not hard when you shoot small ones, Christian. <laughs> Daddy. That's Christian true. Had a heck of year. I was telling him all year. I was like, when you, when you have year like that, you got to keep going, keep going. I can't believe you slowed down like you did. I'd have kept going, dude. You were it was unreal. By November you by November seventeenth, I'd killed four bucks. Yeah, I, I stopped hunting because do what? I was like, it's not even fine. I'm gonna be in the sand and Christian's gonna be like, Oh, shot another one. <laughs> what? No way. <laughs> no, okay. I listen. Know, I didn't even know when you're drawing Oklahoma that if you shot a buck, they give you another tag. I thought you meant you had a tag for next year, and I was like, Oh sweet, he gets to go back next year. And then next thing he's like text me, he's like didn't see much tonight. And I was like, how are you hunting? He's like, that extra tag, dude. I was like, no way. Mm-hmm. You about got it done. Yeah. You were the most demoralizing thing is, and I, I know Christian didn't mean it, but we were at our deer camp that we take every freaking year in Oklahoma. And we were in the wall tent. And of course, I don't get the best sleep while, while we're down there. A, because our tent was flooded half the time we were there. But Christian slept in in the morning. You get up, you go, you know, which he was tagged out. Thank you for being there, Christian. But when you walk back in the tent, he's still laying in bed after your morning sit. And he's holding like 140 and 150 inch rack, just like looking at him. And I'm walking back in the tent from not seeing anything out on public. And it's like, well, I just now walked two miles and I didn't see a thing. But I appreciate you putting those in view of everybody. If you could have gambled, if they said, hey, you can gamble your 126 for a shot at another one, I would have traded it in to try to go hunt public that week. <laughs> I really would have. Just because I, that was a good week. There was some beer it, going down that starting, week. Starting Thursday, it was a good week. Because that's that's exactly when that front finally freaking moved in. And that's when people started seeing deer. Well, and you killed one. Uh, Mason killed one. Jordan killed one. It, was there any guys uh, in the like camps around us that started shooting bucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so one of them shot at one and missed one. And there's a couple doe taken. And then two of them ended up getting a buck down and they're, they were pretty dang good ones. Really? So yeah, they started falling. They started falling fast. But at that Still. point, the gas tank was about on, I don't know. E a little under E. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, uh, it says zero miles still empty, so let's just hope it makes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, here, here's one you can read from uh, Taylor, your boy Richard. You got to read it because our our audio folks are maybe not listening to the video. Oh, if the birds are here, duck hunting for sure. Doesn't even compare in my opinion. <laughs> ah. 
Companion? What's a companion? <laughs> That's a companion and, and an opinion together. You just leave <laughs> me alone. That's a friendly opinion is what it is. If the birds here duck hunting for sure. Here's the thing, though. I'd have, or I'd, I'd have to be deer hunting. It depends. I guess it depends. It'd be. A, I'm a situation guy. You talked over this. I'm. A, you have to put me in the situation. Are you saying if I have a big buck coming in every now and then, and the, there's a lot of ducks here? Oh, I'm gonna go deer hunt. Uh, I'll probably duck hunt the morning, but for sure deer hunt the night. If you know, if there was absolutely like a whole lot of ducks, I guess. But see, I don't I, know. I've probably killed eighty percent of my bucks in the mornings, so I, I, I would rather. Night. Jake's an evening guy too. I'm the I I prefer evenings, but like I don't care. I really don't care. I prefer evenings, but if I have a better shot in the in the mornings, I'll go in the mornings. Obviously, probably the same as you would. But this year, uh, it was it was really morning centralized. It seemed like uh, once the front moved in on our public spot, and uh, we're actually found the deer. I seen three bucks three mornings in a row, and they were all different bucks. And nothing in the evenings. Well, with so. the global with the global warming crap, tinfoil hat on, engaged. Um, I feel like through like October through November fifteenth, half the time it doesn't even get below freezing, and so the mornings are like your best opportunity to get any type of cold at all. Most of like that first half of the season, and so that's why that's why I like hunting in the mornings because I don't like waiting until the last five minutes of dark to be like, okay, here comes the deer. You know, yeah, I've I only like, uh, I've only shot my I've only shot one deer in the morning, one one buck in the morning. Yep. Other than that, it's been evening time, not right before dark, but it's been. I mean, it's been like 30, 40 minutes within dark, but yeah, I don't know what. Is that because you just don't get up in the mornings? Or? Oh, I go. You can't kill them <laughs> if you don't hunt. Nah, can't kill them sitting on the couch. Oh, <laughs> uh, exactly. Hey, Mark. St. Martin the second has a really good question. Okay. Oh no, we got it. We got to can that one. Do you want to go to that one? Let, let, yeah, let's, 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 let's do them in order. Let's do them in order. We'll, 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 we'll blaze through some of these other ones. He's got a good one for Jake and Taylor. Uh, so basement decorator said, is there a buck that didn't, that you didn't get that still keeps you up at night? Taylor, what do you got? Uh, there's a couple bucks that I don't know what happened to them. Uh, don't really keep me up at night. Now there is a deer that's been on my mind. It's been in my mind for rent free for the last like three years is that double drop time that I sent you. And, uh, um, that deer, no idea where he went, um, had him all the way until the day of, um, opening archery season just vanished. None of my neighbors killed him. I mean, he would have been on social media, a deer like that. You don't, you don't just hear like someone shoots it and no one talks about it unless it's poached, but even then, it was probably still talked about somewhere. But uh, now that deer does this year. Not really. I had a rough year. Um, I shot my oldest buck on camera. And then the other two that I was after uh, broke off. Uh, one deer in velvet and one um, three days after I got a picture of him hard horn. So uh, I just kind of laid low. Um, I had a couple, two other bucks show up. They showed up for a couple nights. Uh, but nothing lives in my head like where that double drop went. I was watching one of your videos yesterday. I think it was the buck you shot last year with your rifle, that super tanked up eight point yes. big bodied sucker. Yeah. So, you know, that big, tall racked buck that had the huge eye guards, like nine or 10 inch eye guards, I think. Yeah. That buck. That's, him. that's the buck you're talking about, the double drop? 
So no, no, no. The huge, you know, the one, I, the broke off one is that you're talking about. I'm talking, he was in your video. You had, him no, like no, dude, the double drop, the, it had like two double drops. And mm-hmm. then the third main beam shooting up. It was like two years ago. Okay. I'm not that one. I did forget about him. He kind of, he makes me scratch my head. What happened to him, but he was a monster though. He year was before huge. was bigger. Year before was bigger. Mm. That eight point I shot in that video. The year before, he was a nine point, and he was bigger. Yeah, I hate when my bucks get sold; they shrink. That sucks. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Taylor. Like that, uh, Jake. What's a buck that uh, still keeps you up at night? One you didn't. Which get? one? <laughs> the one picture you got. <laughs> He's like, I unroll, unroll a scroll. Now a listen. Over the years, over the years, <laughs> I've, I've, all, all on public too. No, I actually scratch that. So. There was one, I don't know, like 2016, 2017, something like that. It was that thir- 13 AT&T raising the bar, Christy. Oh, my gosh. That was yeah, so bear. he was like a little, wasn't little. He's a basket rack deer. And when it's I say 13 inches wide, his his. So one side looked like this is what it looked like. He's one of those deer that when he turns sideways and the tines don't line up, it looks like he has 10 on one side. Yeah, wow. yeah. Like that, like his spread wasn't very big, probably like maybe, maybe 14 inches, maybe. And, uh, but he was tall and he had some tines. I think probably mid one forties is what I would say. I'm going to bring up a picture of this deer. And he comes walking out on this little clear cut. And it's, it's weird. I have a problem with as soon as deer step out, they immediately look up at me. I don't know what, it's what those little pine the trees. Thing is. There's it no is. foliage. Probably <laughs> like, that tree has cancer. It's yeah. hanging off. <laughs> so just to just to kind of like play it back, I'm sitting on this ridge. Christian is probably or not even a ridge. It's like a little tree line. This is when we very first started hunting this place in like 2016, 2017, whatever it was. Christian's probably 250 yards to my left. Um, and one of our buddies, Jared Hayes, he was probably about 300 yards to my right. And I'm sitting right there, and I'm thinking, I'm not going to see a dang thing because if it walks from the left, Christian's going to you know, poke it. If it walks from the right, Jared's going to poke it. Plus at this point I'm in a climber and I'm playing heck trying to find a position to get my camera on. Cause, cause it's just started filming out of a uh, climber. And it's before I tried to, uh, I figured out how to like position it in between the stand where it's like right here instead of like all the way up here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, long story short, I hear something walking behind me. I turn, I see a butt of a deer and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I have a, I have a lifetime, so anything's going to try to get deflated. It steps out, walks directly towards me. As soon as it steps out, you know, I kind of turn and look cause I was fiddling with my bow trying to get hooked on the D loop and stuff. And I turn and look, this thing's facing directly at me walking down this uh, tree line. And I just see antlers, tall tines. And I remember one tine was snapped and he immediately sees me and he starts like doing that slow movement where he's like about to start like, uh, that little skipping stuff, whatever it's called. Anyways, he starts that little prance and stuff and he gets about 30 yards. I draw back. I shoot. I think I make the best shot I've ever made in my whole life. And that's not saying kind much. of, it, yeah, I know. Long story short, hit him in the butt, but no, in all honesty, he was quartered away a little bit and I stuck it right behind the, the broadside shoulder and it's stuck in the exit or the far shoulder. Mm-hmm. He starts doing a ditch digger. 
runs into the freaking uh, tall grass, this old clear cut. And that was the end of it. And long story short, we found blood like 300 yards away, followed it for, I don't know, half a mile. And then it just petered off. If this was the day of the dogs, we would have found that buck. Oh my gosh. That's a freak of nature. Um, you want to drop me a pin? Yeah, it's out in the panhandle. Okay. No worries. I know a guy. I'm on my way. There he is a month before he. Is that a corn pile? No. I think I can put you. Oh my God, you little cheater. Um, I think the biggest one that keeps me up at night still keeps me up at night. I think it is the 140 inch eight point that I hit in the head. <laughs> I think I have. I think it really is. That you might bug. As well tell that story for the new ones. I don't even think I've heard this one, dude. Bought a boat academy. Um, bought it like three days before we headed to the mountains. I was in Stillwater. I get mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that tells you how much money it was at my disposal. It was like $300. I went and bought a boat academy and my uncle invited me to public on the mountain in the mountains. So, Went down that weekend. I shot two does the first evening with that new bow. I was like, this thing is awesome. This is sweet. <laughs> and we drug those out. And the next morning I decided to go out again. Well, I went out and there was a legitimately 140 inch eight point. And I have a picture. I'll show you. 140 yeah, inch eight point comes in. We you you know, Jake, picture. this is a big, big eight point. He comes in. Huge. Huge. 25 yards, 25 yards behind me. I shoot was going to miss right in front of his brisket. Like I just pulled it, dude. I'm not kidding. When my pin was on fur lightning struck me, I hit, I hit the trigger. It was going to go right in front of his brisket, but his head was down. So he turned (laughs) and it hit him square in the forehead square. And this is a muzzy three blade, like fixed blade broadhead. And it, it sounded like a Louisville slugger over somebody's back. Like it cracked. It was like, it didn't No, he stumbled. And I just saw my arrow going through the six foot tall grass like this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I walked and found my arrow and it was, it was literally just broke off the insert. I swear to you, my broadhead probably went in an eighth of an inch, quarter, quarter of an inch. See, that's what you get when you only pull back 35 pounds, buddy. <laughs> At well, the time, it was probably something like that. That and your arrow, was. your arrow set up was probably So look at this. Oh, that's 132. Decent. That's 140 inch eight point. I guarantee those were like 12 and 10, and then guy guards and huge beams. <laughs> Don't get your binos out on me. <laughs> uh, uh, hook shot's got a good question here. Hey, you you've missed, huh? Oh, that was before his. I'm waiting on the mark question. Have oh, that mark question is down down lower. No, uh, we've never hunted axis, but. Uh, if you have a place, we'd love to. Yeah, if you if you have a problem, I know two guys. I know three guys. <laughs> well, I know two. Me, Jake, and Peyton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Hunter's Advantage podcast. <laughs> That's if you just want them all run around injured. You really want them dead. Call me and Gunner. I can blast one on the head, buddy. Don't worry about it. Hey, spine's the best shot, man. Here's a good one. Uh, God Given said, great job on your interview with CJ. Please keep us updated on any developments. We have got some messages since that podcast. I let me tell you. I can only imagine, dude. Let me tell you. One, what was the what did he say in his story, Jake, the international hunter? What did um, he say? 
Dude. He said, if you like listening to meth head poachers, go check out the Hunter's Advantage podcast. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. People you mean sad. Poacher's Advantage? Online. Yeah. Poacher's Advantage. Uh, there was one girl that sent us a case uh, from the Clinton County um, courts, I guess, that had been created two days or yesterday around mm-hmm. CJ. There was a case that started. That's pretty interesting. So maybe our interview prompted the judge to be like, speed it up. Speed it yeah, up. Yeah, maybe. Off with his head. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We're, we'll figure it out. That is we're really weird, see. though. That is really weird how, I mean, just since we're on the topic, how he said, wait, when did that lady say that the that the case was was yesterday? Was yesterday. And the podcast came out like two days, three days ago? Three days ago, I think is what it was. That's weird. Oh, my gosh. Didn't. Don't even I, be saying this. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not what all what I was saying. But I'm, I'm that's trying not to play what. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> advocate, because he said then he didn't have any charges filed against him. Right. And then two days later, he now has a charge filed. Like, what's it just, the charges? It doesn't say. It's very vague. It just says Ohio Wildlife Department, CJ Alexander. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have like a lot of the fields aren't filled out. So I don't really know. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like, I, I'm interested to see what happens there because it doesn't add I don't up know, man. from both sides. A lot of stuff doesn't add up, um, but he might just be saying, you know, being quiet right now until he ain't being quiet. That's the that's the thing. He is about stuff. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I think I was more confused on it after we did the podcast with them than before. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, your podcast made me confused, especially just popping off some stuff when he said if I and I'm like you know, and then there's a couple other things. I was just like, whoa, dude, like I was believing you, and then you said that, and I'm kinda like Well, I mean and that's I, and, and like I said, I, I hope he's I hope he's innocent for his sake. I do. I hope he's I hope innocent. he is for the damage bad to the painters, you know, he gets you know, he gets the ride out of it. But if he's not, then it takes a lot to sit in front of people and lie like that. I told him you're the, the worst <laughs> narcissist that's ever existed. Yeah, completely that innocent. That's one of the, it's one or the other. It's one of the, it, and we're going to find out. I don't know. I don't want to jump into it and then make anyone upset. It's okay, dude. Don't you're that's the fun me. of me. That, that's the bring. internet, dude. <laughs> I just, I don't know. In this, you just now triggered someone saying you don't want to trigger somebody. <laughs> now, yeah. now someone's going to comment and be like, that's the problem with this generation. They don't want to speak their mind. Everyone wants to get offended about everything. <laughs> F them. America. Well, he was very no profile picture. Dad was a um, detective. Investigator. Yeah. And I, and I was like, hmm, what are you, why but, are you saying that? Like, I know how to get around it or I know I need to be quiet until it comes out. You know what I mean? Like there's just a lot of right on the fence stuff that was said that I was just like, man, this still doesn't tell me. Yes that's no. why I want to know so bad is because of mm-hmm. the podcast made me want them to like do it, prosecute it right now. So I can know. Uh, okay. We got a lot of few of these. Can I ask you there. another question? Yeah. Uh, how long did he say that the DNR until he came out to go see where the deer died was, it was like four or five days later. Mm-hmm. So this is what confused me. He said he dipped his, Oh, we got a guest. <laughs> he said he dipped his finger in the blood. Where the deer on died. his finger and said, "That looks like blood." I've never seen blood be wet after four days. 
Never been so, to Ohio, dude. It's a magical place. Yeah. Anyways, big, big body. So here. I hope if he's innocent, it's he's proven innocent, and if he's guilty, off with his head. Just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, Hunter Hunter Simmons said thoughts on Ohio hunting. I didn't buy a tag, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, uh, but it looks fun. <laughs> looks awesome. <laughs> Based off the YouTube videos I watch, it looks great. Yeah, it looks great. Wish I had more time, and it wasn't late season when I went up there. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, Connor Schwab said, what's next? If Kansas doesn't work out again and you don't draw any new states planned as backup or sticking in Oklahoma, this is an interesting one. We, we were talked about, about this the other day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forget what we agreed on, whether that be Missouri or Nebraska or something like that. But oh, I think, I think Missouri. Be, any. You I love any really. Fun. No, bro. I'm the, no. Taylor loves Nebraska. I'm the only one that's came back with something out of that state. I you're still the, won't go back. You're the problem, dude, shooting those young bucks in Nebraska. That's the reason there's yeah. none left. I thought we talked if nothing happens and we're going to go take uh, HA versus OD in Arkansas or Missouri. Oh, I'm I'm in for that. I mean, Arkansas, you, y'all get your asses whipped, but that's just my opinion. Don't, you don't want you don't want that mountain smoke, <laughs> son. You guys don't want that mountain smoke. <laughs> y'all be looking up be like, Where's the beans? Where's the wheat? <laughs> Where's the the acorns? Where's the acorns? Um, you don't have to be nice to me, Taylor. Okay, I can take it. I promise. We talked about uh, we talked about <laughs> Illinois too. <laughs> Illinois hey, as some well. guy, some guy. Oh my gosh! Someone said, "What part of Oklahoma are y'all from?" On mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're and then the next guy follow, followed with is Carol gay <laughs> <laughs> I don't know dude we've been trying to find out for 26 years that's to to be determined <laughs> you're so gonna have to ask up. him take him out on a date and he might you'll find out I'm part uh, I'm from central Oklahoma for whoever asked that Tegan Northeast. Nelson yeah, Keegan. Uh, Colton Hurley said, thoughts on ultra arrows and just the massive explosion and popularity of them. I believe that is the brand that Levi Morgan is shooting now. I believe they're a new archery brand. Hmm. I didn't yeah. know there's anything besides a golden tip. So, Is that what you shoot out of your cross gun? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's the new brand that Levi Morgan is shooting. I have no idea. I, I to be honest I with you, I don't know anything, anything about them. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I would use an Exodus NIS or MMT, but that's just that's just me. And while they uh, do so, maybe maybe HA fifteen for a discount code get fifteen percent off. Some would say it's whatever. That's it. That's it. We delivered our followers. I'll take twenty five percent credit for <laughs> one of those books. Christian rebuttal. If you get, let, let me paint a picture for you. If you go on a hunt on a buddy's place with another friend and they set up the decoy for you and they drive you out to the spot and you shoot a 140 inch buck, is that any credit of your own? I would say no. So thank you, Micah. <laughs> thank you for letting me hunt. That's that was literally he set up the decoy for me that I shot that buck over. It was his decoy. So what you did? Did you put your sticks on Micah, the tree too? Uh, Micah, if you let me hunt, I'll at least give you like 49.9%. So <laughs> I'll give you 99%, baby. You can come over and look at him on the wall, too. But, no, Micah, he got in the stand with me, and when I pulled back, he he hit the trigger on my release and got him. That's awesome. Um, 
That's all she wrote in the woods in the woods said great week in North care. North central Ohio is the first week in November. I think that's a good week everywhere. Mm. In my opinion, we've had really good weeks and I mean, depending on the weather, how's the pressure? How's like the, uh, which Ohio is, uh, over the counter, correct? You don't have to draw that. Yep. I wonder how the pressure is there versus, like early season or late season, would it be like another Kansas? You know what I mean? Because Kansas is a, is a limited draw. And during the first two to three weeks of November, it was pretty like hammered. What are you laughing about Taylor? The guy could put cover back said, we all know the answer about Carol. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's so awesome. that would be my thing. If, if this guy is like an out of state or something, I think, since our uh, expedition last last time we went to like Kansas, I I would much rather hunt it like early or late season. Yeah, I first week of November on public land anywhere I feel like it's getting pretty hammered. That's just your competition, so I'm sure it is. And you could definitely scratch one out on public, but I, I don't know Ohio. I'm sure it's the same. Like we saw five. I had a good buck come out uh, when we were at the first spot we went. Not the more Eastern spot. You know what I'm talking about, Christian? Mm-hmm. When we were there, I walked past you know, three headlamps in. climbing trees and I seen a really good seven point like heavy. And I mean, he was on a doe and, and that's what you get. But the thing is, is like, I mean, like I said, I walked through, walked past three other people like hanging their stands that morning. And it was only like two strips of timber on that property. They, that reminded me. Carol hunted this big draw next to a wheat field, big wooded draw. And he had saw like 35 deer one evening. And he's like, Hey, you should go to the other side of this wheat field. Cause it's like a 40 acre wheat field. So I walk my happy butt all the way to the other side. I'm huffing and puffing. It's early November and I am sweating and I'm a, I'm about to get in my stand, but there's thick trees everywhere and I don't know where I'm going to hang. And I sit down for a second and I'm literally going <laughs> and I hear, Hey, you're going to sit right there out of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, huh? And I turned around. There was a guy that had walked through the whole bedding area with the complete wrong wind. And he was criticizing me. <laughs> and, and I was like, no, sorry, I'll move on. And he goes, I think you should. That little comment right there made me want to get in the tree next to him because he said, I think you should kind of like you're an idiot. But that was the first week of November public land story. My favorite videos I've ever received in snap are the power walkers you're sending me. <laughs> Which ones? The people that are hiking, all the people that are hiking right next to you when you're in Kansas. Oh my gosh! They were just yeah. getting it with their arms. <laughs> that was so annoying. What sucks about that spot where all the hikers came in on me is I saw like three deer that morning, and I had a <laughs> buck run by me, and I was like, "This is going to be awesome." So then I heard another one, and I was like, "Here we go." Looked wasn't up. that on a hiking trail though? It there technically was a hiking trail there, yeah, but it was two miles from the nearest parking spot <laughs> i guess november is a great hey, time when you first heard them were you thinking like some deer were coming getting excited oh yeah i thought here comes a really nice buck because i just already had a buck run by it wasn't it was like what sucks is one of them walked by me and they turned around and came back again i was like please leave like, give me Did a give me a chance no huh <laughs> no should have shot an arrow between their legs that would have been hilarious 
turn around, look up in a tree, and they see News on Six up there with like camera gear, and they're just I'm like, "Oh my up. god!" <laughs> Here, here's a good one. This is the question that that Taylor was wanting to pop up. Else, read this one out loud for the audience, not in your head. This is Jake's turn. I read the other one. Oh, Mark Saint Martin the second. Random topic for discussion. Wisconsin hunter here. Do you consider a buck mature once he grows outside his ears? Basically two and a half to three and a half, or do you judge it by body size or anything else? What's your thought, Christy? I don't think a buck, I mean, 2.5 or 3.5 is mature anywhere Mm -hmm. in the country. But if you're hunting a place like Wisconsin or other places that shoot a lot of, I know Wisconsin has like over a million deer hunters, I think. Getting a deer to three years old might feel like it's mature, but yeah, that's some cheese heads that stole our deer in uh, Nebraska. They were from Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, that wasn't Mark though. Mark St. Martin, the third. Yeah, didn't Mark's do that. probably the cool the second, one. The second, sorry. But the no, third that, might have done it. <laughs> the third might have done it. Might have his grandson or his son. No, that's not a, that's not a mature buck, but there's a lot of places in the country like Michigan would be another one that a buck being four and a half, he might as well be 10 uh, in those areas. Well, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Wisconsin has a uh, has the highest Boone, Boone and Crockett like uh, ratio within the states, like or the highest I should say. They have more Boone and Crockett deer entered each year than any other state. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure that they're if you look at locationally where Wisconsin is that's a really good spot to hunt. Like, there's real fertile soils, big bucks, but I just think they have so many hunters. Like, I think that's the issue. Taylor, what do you judge a buck by body size or anything else? How do you judge a maturity on a buck? Uh, body, uh, the build of the body, where the neck ties in to the brisket, uh, what the legs look like, stuff like that. I mean, you can't judge it by the horns. Do you think? Yeah, you can. I do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that a buck you can judge one. Let's say a random buck shows up. Do you think it's fair to judge a buck's maturity that him just showing up for the first time? You've never seen him before. Um, like to an exact year, because the, one of the easiest ways is to see a buck year after year after year, right. With the same antler Absolutely. characteristics. But when a buck shows up randomly, how do you, how do you know he's mature? You just like, Hey, he's over four and a half. Or are you saying, I think he's five and a half, six and a half, seven. I try to wait till he's five and a half before I shoot. Um, I don't think maybe one or two deer I've shot, maybe that were four and a half, but that might, that was when I was way younger, but no, I kind of look at it, look at their back. Um, you know, you kind of tell the way they act. Um, a lot of mature deer don't just come running in. Um, you know, they're kind of more cautious in the areas they've been, uh, like I said, neck, you guys look at their structure. You look at the sway back, you gotta look where the neck ties into the chest. Uh, if there's a fine line, then they're younger. If, if there's not, and you can't tell the br- difference between brisket or neck usually older um now when it gets middle of rut you know that kind of gets questionable but i don't know i just sit there and study and if i think they're five and a half and then kapow yeah well that we started using the so or i started using the cement manuli aging and i sent off a buck the one i shot opening day and it was not a very big body deer but it came back five and a half a lot yeah. of folks would not think that's a five and a half year old buck. So my neighbors got mad. I was darting them and opening their mouth, looking at their teeth before I shot them. I guess that's frowned upon. 
Yeah, it's messed up in the hunting community. You can't be doing that. Here's a here's a good one from Micah. Micah said, are you guys ready to get spanked at tag again? I'm taking my crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that uh, got a shoot at the caribou, if I remember right. That's true. Is that because you guys ran out of arrows, or is that like... Yeah, we were all out. We gave Jake our last arrows to shoot. <laughs> yeah, and their last $5 bill, baby. We did like three competition videos at TAC, and Micah won, dude. He's just lucky. He's just a lucky guy. You want to talk about lucky? Christian hit a turkey in the head to like keep him in it. And I at was 50, like, okay. At 50 yards. Is that the one that you guys are killed. calling the shots? Yeah, uh, that was like the random. The number. random generizer. Or, yeah, generator. Yeah, that was a fun generizer. You, yeah. hey, Chris, you gotta make fun of him. He said something Gen- wrong. Generizer, generizer bunny. <laughs> hey, I'll eat that. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> I told you, dude. My vocabulary is of a sixth grader. Mine is too. Most of the time. And you see my handwriting. It hadn't changed since third grade. So, oh, that's awesome. Here we go. Uh, Hank Brady said, "I'm one of th- I'm of the understanding that piebald genetics are bad for the herd." Am I correct? I don't think J- so. Jake, you're I the only one here with a biology degree. They're bad for the animal. Why? Eyeballs are? They're making it by me. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I was saying. Uh, so I that's what, how rare they are. It's like it's like one and I think a few million, to be honest, is, what a piebald is, it, is. I wonder if it's because he hears that it's called a genetic mutation, if that's why he thinks it's bad. I, I mean, it's, it's bad because, I mean... I don't know if it's bad, but it, you know the one, the one piebald is going to be easier to spot than, you know, if there's one piebald and fifty normal deer, you know, it's going to be easy to spot by prey. I've been using the new Exodus Rival cell camera for the last couple months, and I have found a beautiful mainframe eight point with tons of stickers to go after this fall. Ooh. One thing I do appreciate about Exodus trail cameras is all of the cameras share the same data plans. So you only pay for what you need. A lot of cell cam companies charge you for HD pictures. I've seen prices of $5 for 50 HD pics. Exodus is going to give you unlimited HD pictures right to your phone, which is awesome when you're sitting there in the middle of the summer and it's 100 degrees and you just want to binge a bunch of trail cam photos. If you're looking for a solid cell camera with great performance and a five-year no BS warranty, go check them out. So as we all know, hunting gear is something people can make way too complicated. Arrows can be the exact same way. Instead of going down all those rabbit holes, trying to sift through the endless information that's online, you're not really sure if it's right or wrong. Exodus makes it simple to get the right arrow for your exact setup. So go online to the Exodus Arrow Builder. It takes less than a minute. You're going to enter your draw weight, your draw length, and how heavy of a point you're shooting. And it's going to be that simple. Let the guys at Exodus take care of the rest. So if you're interested in Exodus Rival cell cameras or a new set of their MMT arrows, just go to exodusoutdoorgear.com and use code HA15 for 15% off anything on the website once again that is exodusoutdoorgear.com use code ha15 at checkout for 15 percent off now let's get back to the podcast i don't no, know if it's bad genetics though I, that is true because there was a uh i forget where it was at but uh there was a picture floating around facebook of a polar bear that somehow got spray painted and it said like T24 or something like that, you know, just some sort of numbers. And 
the people were talking how that polar bear is probably going to die if the paint doesn't wash off on it, just because that's how basically polar bears eat is they stock up on their prey. And if they can see that from a long distance, because obviously where they're at, it's all white and, you know, polar bears literally are smart enough to like cover up their nose. And so they're all white. I, I don't know. Taking that back to deer, I would think that, it'd be a little bit of a disadvantage, but then again, I mean, it's not like deer are that hard to spot anyways. But also I've never seen a big piebald or a big, uh, another guy p- posted on here. Um, I've always heard albino is bad, but never piebald, but I've never really seen the genetics of one get big. You know what I mean, I've seen, I've seen like 150 inch piebald and it was like, that's like a unicorn, a big piebald. You usually see people. Do you think they don't get big though? Because people, they're so rare that people shoot them when they're small. They shoot them when they're young. Story about those albino deer that people have passed. I don't know. We had a piebald. I don't know. We had a piebald this year that had, we called him snow white because his legs were white. Everything else was brown, but his legs white yeah our buddy jer shot him (laughs) so he's no longer he's no longer with us um trying to find the ratio or the percentage all it says it sounded bad is the piebald not with you or is your buddy not with you (laughs) what uh the piebald you said our buddy shot him he's no longer (laughs) with us (laughs) oh the buddy's not with us yeah he shouldn't have shot that deer (laughs) that's messed up it just um, says less than 2% of the white It was tail like deer 1 population. in 100,000 something Jake. I think it was something really 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 low. Um Okay, here's a here's an interesting one. In the woods said that's crazy. Hey, okay. I just read right here, sorry. Uh it is bad because they have uh I'm not going to read this word, but they have issues that's it's poor survival for fawns. Why is that? Like it's con- because the fawns have piebald or just no. because it's like a sterilization thing. I don't know how to say this word and the way it looks kind of looks like it's embarrassing to say. <laughs> say it. Hold it up. Or, or type C-O-N-G-E-N-I-T-A-L. it in the chat or something. G-E-N-I-T-A-L. Congenital? Yeah, congenital. Sounds good to me. Isn't your lady in the healthcare field, dude? She would be so disappointed. Yeah, she's making bread over there. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I guarantee you, if a pole walked by me, it'd be okay. They have issues that predispose the animal for poor survival of fawns. So, yeah, so if it's a white fawn laying there, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb to the coyotes, is basically what it's saying. Mm, That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Because a fawn, all it has, the, the only chance a fawn has to survive is like the stay still method where they're like, yeah. That's yeah. why you, have you ever mowed hay and then you walk up one they're like, he doesn't see me and you're like, I see you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, about that. The fawns actually like slow their heart rate down that way. I don't know what it does, but whether it makes them stay more still or or what it may be, but they actually slow their heart rate down to like I forget how many beats per minute, but it's super slow. That way, the the coyote or whatever they get super close, they can't hear that or you know it starts shaking. White tail are cool, awesome. dude. Yeah, but still, is that a bad inge- b- bad genetic? I mean, I-, I think the only unless there's some underlying cause, I think the only like disadvantage would be just the the coloration aspect of it. That and I don't know if I've ever seen a 
like a big one. You know what I mean? Like you don't see which they're rare. So, you know what I mean? I don't know if they don't get as big or if it's because we don't get to see them. So where we hunt on public, there's, there's quite a bit of land. And I think we only got a picture of one piebald and we run probably 20, 25 SD cameras a year on that sucker and like multiple places. So I think, I think they're pretty rare. Granted, like I think the deer density is, significantly lower in that part of the state than than the normal but i don't know did you guys see that miniature one that guy shot dude that so was like awesome two foot or three foot tall that was cool easy back yeah. out easy <laughs> easy full body mount dude i would yeah. mount the crap at it i would just like take it and then when guests came over i would just take it out of my room be like check this out and i'd walk it what? in there and sit it down would they call that like like a dwarf deer or dwarven deer yeah mm-hmm. dwarfism and he had a piebald Oh, a really? Dwarf piebald. Was he not? Yeah, I don't he even was. know the rarity of that crap, dude. That's that's probably one in millions. I've never even seen a dwarf, dwarf deer or heard of one. I have. You that's that spots on there's, a show? There's a no, there's a couple around Pawnee that people have seen and we've seen them. Really? Yeah. One of them eats it. So we have one of those little uh corn things where you can fill up like buckets or your barrels in town. Yeah, feeders. Yeah, no. What? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Well, no, you know, I'm t- like the dispensers. Have you ever seen those? Where you slide your card and you say you're getting a bucket or a 50 gallon barrel or. Uh-uh. We don't have those here. No, but we, we know what you're talking about. So they they leave a big mess. They spew everywhere. Well, the, those deer would be down there eating at night under the, under the streetlight at like two in the morning and stuff. Hmm. And then, uh, my friend who's a vet, she, uh, she had a pair that would, they were so small, they could walk under their trampoline and they'd bed down during the summer and go under the trampoline and bed down because it gave them shade. Any bucks or just does? Yeah, there was a buck. He's a little eight point. Oh my Remember, I told you this, Christian, because I said I had that eight point on me this year that shows the body of a mature deer, but he's tiny. He's the only deer. Like all my deer, when they come in, where's my hand? They got, they, you know, they can, they can eat like, uh, like flat necked. Like they kind of got to bend their neck. He came up and was as straight up as he could be. And was face level with my feeder. Remember, I, sh- I sent you those pictures, dude. Mm-hmm. And his body was way smaller, but his everything on his body showed that he was an old deer. So that's pretty awesome. I think some runs over there. Let's check this one out. In the woods said, That's crazy. Old Tim Wells dropped a grizzly shot in the forehead with a bow. Did you see that? Have you seen that video? Yeah, Tim Wells is unreal. Do you think he meant to shoot that grizzly in the head? I don't know, but I think he just let it rip and it just happened to hit in the head. That guy is unreal. Shooting ducks out of the air and all that stuff. He was in the stock tank and shot that ram. Dude, have you seen the monkey the videos? Yeah, the baboons. Like, and that one like, like screams and like tries to take it out and runs off. Those things are mean. They're eating the oranges. <laughs> Well, there was the one where he's like in the water tank and he's like under the That's water in the, in the rams. Like, Oh, yeah. He shot the ram with the blow dart gun, too, right? Yeah, in the yeah. water. That's that dude's so cool. built different. I wish I was like that, man. Um, here's an interesting one about a, a shot. Mark St. Mark, Mark St. Martin II said, shot. He kicked mule kick and everything. We tracked him for 300 yards and poof, disappeared like an alien, picked him up, run my season, but good lesson learned. Aimed two inches higher than where I think I hit, hit directly under his heart. There's a small gap there. I have done that on a doe before where I've shot him 
really, really low and opened him up like a can opener. How, I mean, also, how long did you give after the shot? That's another thing. Could you have jumped him? Directly under his heart, there's a small gap there. He's, is he talking about the void? I know he is. No, he said he shot a buck, tracked him for 300 yards, didn't didn't end up finding, but it run to season. Uh, good lesson learned. So I've hit a do, I've had a doe like that before, a can opener, and I can tell you that she went and bedded down, and I walked up and shot her again. So I don't know. My mom's it's hard. In your comments. She's in there. Oh, Get here that we go. old lady out of here. Taller. Hello from your mom. <laughs> There you go. The most precious uh, lady there is, people. My mom is a saint. <laughs> if it does, she's taught for like 30-something years and could have retired when I graduated in 14. And she's still stuck with it. So that alone. What a savage. That's why, I, that's why I'm like I am. I really had horrible teachers. <laughs> Here's a good one, Jake. What kind of resume... Cooper Hill says, what kind of resume does a guy got to have to make it on the famous HA crew? A little I mean, sarcasm. So Coop, Coop was supposed to come on before or after Christmas talking about late season hunting, because I mean, you want to talk about a buzzer beater, man, that's your guy. Uh, he killed one. I think the 14th, 13th or 14th. On oh, public January. With a bow. Yeah. Yeah. So we were supposed to get him on, but uh, I'm going to publicly apologize. We haven't did that yet. So, <laughs> what the heck we could do that's that one in person oh yeah tech that'd be cool we could totally do that one in person brock um, hill looks familiar or cooper brock hill is <laughs> <laughs> making up names now brock hills was my roommate in college uh cooper's that's peyton's brother has he been in any of y'all's videos uh uh he might have helped us drag out a couple deer but other than that i mean he, he did really. i'm just kidding <laughs> He's on a. He, they have their own YouTube, own YouTube channel, channel, Public Land Pretenders. They have some. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's where it's from. Uh, they're from Stillwater area. Uh, newly is Newly McSpadden, the guy. That's yeah, the and then their buddy uh, Josh uh, Carson is one of my old friends from Perry. Oh, and nice. he works. So, do you know Newly uh, Taylor? Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen the video of Christian trying to take down Newly? Uh, -uh. I'll send it to you. That's <laughs> a good video. Um, Taylor, are you going to come to attack this year? Yes or uh, no? He's scared. Yes or no? Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes or no? Yes. Maybe. Why? Come on. Why what? Please come with why, us. Why? Why don't you want to go shoot and have fun? It's a good time. Because you guys are making fun of my crossbow. Have yeah, you seen me draw like back a bow? It. Just kidding. Have I, I need, have you seen have you ever seen me draw back a bow? No. I look I look like my wife pulling back a bow. Because I, I need I need to lower the draw weight. But I'm like, I, I don't do that sexy one. I'm like You're not crispy. And then I'm good. No. Crispy no. has that sexy over the armness. Yeah. See, I wish I had that. So we were at the uh, the ATA show. Yep, I, I shot a, hit a penny. Who's that? Oh yeah, Chris. Chris B. No. He's unreal. But I forget the name of the bows. Expedition. Yep. Is that yep. right? Expedition. They had a they had a bow. So I shoot seventy four pounds right now on a Matthews V three, and they had I don't know the the model of it or whatever, but they had an ex expedition bow that was seventy pounds. 
and that thing was like pulling back 60. They were, it was stupid. And it was also made of magnite. It was awesome. Oh, it was super light. It was super, super light. I don't know. It definitely got my attention. And I was like, well, uh, here we go. Uh, in the woods said, if he's innocent, I'd be having a lawyer tell them either give me my buck back or charge me. I don't think the government cares <laughs> what you like. I, I just, I don't I mean if he's, he's innocent, he's going to get his buck back. If he's innocent, he's going to go out him with the lawsuit. There's no way around it. He is. That's I the mean, thing though. Is the government going to let him be innocent? I mean, there's, there's people on death, death row right now. That's innocent. I mean, that's just a fact. So what's a, um, what's that's a what I'm saying. You know what I mean? he, in the situation I feel like he's in, if, even if he's not innocent, he's going to, he can fight. He is. You know, and I like, I don't know. It's just weird that they didn't take any pictures, you know, just like the stuff he said, but I don't know. They're making a big case over something that shouldn't be made in the case if he's not innocent. Uh, or if, he is, if he is innocent, sorry. This is off topic. Coop, are you going, if you're still listening, are you going to attack or no? He asked but that question like 20 minutes. He answered, he said no. I heard him. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, Here's a good one. Uh, in the woods said, Ohio here. If you go hunting, Ohio, go before gun season. Always Monday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, going before gun season is always a good a good idea, I think. Yeah, including Nebraska. Yeah. Dude, that Dude. place gets rocked. Dude, when we went. The amount of dough urine cans when we were five to six miles back we found. I could have paid for my whole trip if I wanted to bring them all out and go recycle them. It was insane. It gets hammered. How, how many different states have you hunted, Taylor? Two. Just Oklahoma and Nebraska? Shooting 100%, 100% too. Mm. Try not to break it. Yeah, that's why you Are can't you, try a new state. You don't want to break have it. Have you been shoot. putting in for Kansas at all? Or uh, Yeah. Uh, Actually, Christian said this year that he wanted me to go instead of you. So I don't know if he's told you that. I mean, that's fine. I'll save my 400 bucks. <laughs> the next 400, year, 400. Five, it's like six, five, five fifty. I'm I sorry. No, uh, we put in for Kansas last year. We, our money got pulled, but then, so we thought we drew out, but then we got it refunded. So I don't know what happened, but I guess yeah. that happened to a lot of people. Uh, should be able to go to Colorado this year, but uh, that would be with a muzzleloader rifle. So, hmm. No, I definitely, I definitely want to put in for Kansas, but I'm, I don't know. I think we're going to put in or at least try for the more Northern units, but just how, at least where I live so close to the border, I'm like, it'd be super nice to get one of those units or just right over the line. But even if it's on the other, if it's on the Northern border, it's really not that far. Kansas doesn't take that long to get through. No, I don't know. It's boring to get through, but it doesn't take long to get through. There's a lot of Weehaws, too. You get north and west. Actually, there's a lot of Weehaws all over. About half of them are cattle pasture. But Kansas does a pretty good job. You hit Saline and turn towards Colorado. Yeah, it's the most boring drive you've ever seen. Oh, dude, it's it's because you get into that eastern part of Colorado, and it's another three hours of not crap until you hit the mountains. You get excited. You're like, ooh, ooh, I see movements. It's a tumbleweed going across the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we go. Got another one. Native Hunter. Nice. That's a nice hammerhead shark on his profile picture. Said, did you ever get a doe shot at MCAP? No, I did not get a doe shot. I On the last day, I had a group of four does come in. 
And I had a, you know, those public land straps, they have the J hooks for hanging stuff on basically. So you don't have to drill into the tree. I had my recurve hanging on one of those and it got like stuck in between my string and the riser or the, yeah, just the, the string and the camp, whatever limb. That's what it is. String in the limb. And I went to pull it up and it, it like popped and hit my backpack and was like, ting and four does, huh? Sprint it off. So that was my chance. What'd you say, Taylor? I said, will you get us, get up and show us a little demonstration of how they ran off real quick, please. No, do it for the people. It was violent. I can tell you that. Do it for the vine. All right. Uh, Coop said, yes, he's going to tack. He said, he said another, he said another night shoot. Hey, you got me in the first half, but this year I'm going to come back better. And, that's all I'm saying. Do you remember at the night shoot when I don't, I don't remember? Know, I don't remember anything from that night. Thank you. I don't know who <laughs> I don't know who it was that missed, but somebody missed and it like flew into the other valley in the light yeah. of knock. And yeah. I remember like, I oh shoot, let's go inside. Everybody sprinted back and started putting their bows in the show. That truck. was fun though, dude. <laughs> I think I brought up tech I, I probably 15 times to Abby since since just this year's began. I'm so excited. Tack is a fun time. You should come. It's Taylor. great. Bolt bolts are accepted, dude. We might be able to get you hooked up with some Exodus bolts for you to go. He could shoot the uh, the little ballistic crossbow. That'd be cool. Yeah, we also have a pistol crossbow. It only has a twenty five yard sight, so you'll have to kind of guess anything past that. Oh, that's easy. Uh, Eighty. Okay. <laughs> Aim at the horizon. No, so it's gonna be it, fun. Definitely down for another night shoot, though. Yeah, that would be really fun. I'm excited for tackle already. That's going to be an experience. Uh, hey, hold on, hold on. Is uh, who did who, who did Coop go with last year? It was it was obviously Newly and uh, Aaron. Aaron, and then John was Jonathan there. Jonathan was there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And all I don't know ladies. if that's too many people to have a competition or not, but we should, we should at least attempt to shoot one together. That'd be cool. Like Prime or something. One of the smaller courses. Yeah, it'd be fun to dominate Coop and their whole crew. See, that, that's what I'm saying. Just to kind of put them in their place way. for a second. <laughs> Taylor, we we both miss, and we're like, Taylor, pull it out with your crossbow. Come on, buddy. We need help. I got this, boys. Shaking. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a golf scramble. You can play just like that. Best ball. I don't even own a, oh, I lied. I do own a crossbow. But... In the woods said, uh, he's talking about Age in a buck, I think. Front shoulders yeah. being bigger than rear, mass on rack. Yeah, but a lot of places don't get a lot of mass on rack, so you can't you can't judge that everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I don't my dog I don't think smelled, mass my dog smelt your BS, Christian. <laughs> I don't think mass is a characteristic I see on a ton, like like exceptional mass, like average. I don't see a ton of mass in a lot of the bucks we hunt. Yeah, that's a more. That's why I. That's why I go to Kansas is for like a baseball bat. Like not even that. The freaking body size and the neck and the freaking head up there is unreal. That is true. I remember we were there in September, and it looked like there was a cow print in there, and it happened to be a a deer track. And I was like, this is completely different. And we're only like four hours away. We I was hunting right next to the border uh, one time in Oklahoma side, and we're probably about a mile off, maybe two miles. And the does up there that came out. I mean, the do- does are walking through the timber, and I'm telling my buddy, I'm like, dude, get ready. 
has to be a pretty nice buck, you know, hitting him. We're getting ready. I'm turning around getting the film on him. And it's four does come out. And I'm like, holy cow, if that's the does. Yeah, the bucks. Yeah. This that and just seeing deer. Seeing deer is awesome. It keeps the morale up when you're it like, does. Oh, I didn't see any it's, bucks tonight, but there was 14 deer on this field. How many did you see? 17. You're <laughs> Unless you're Carol. That hunt sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sat in the beans, dude. Exactly. I swear it wasn't me. They didn't see me. I didn't move a muscle. <laughs> my favorite when you said, it. It. like, my hunt sucked. What? You saw the big deer. I know, but I didn't get to shoot it. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't a shooter. He saw like six bucks one hunt. He's like, not a single shooter. I'm like, well, you could have been worse. Uh, here Ooh, we go. Read Mark St. Mark St. Martin the second. Once again, hunting pressure is for real. I've had people next to me shoot spikes or nub bucks before. Three-year-old is definitely mature here. If he gets to four years old, he's close to maxed out. I mean, I agree. If And Taylor, you're not going to agree with this, but if you're around a spot that you only have bucks getting to the age class of like three or four, yeah, you might have some that, that like slip up and somehow make it to five, six maturity, but honestly, anything, at least where I hunt, that's like four and four and up, like I... I classify as mature four and a half is a mature buck though mm. anywhere I mean, it is like and that's it it's that, not as mature as yeah. you're gonna get but that is a mature uh, that is a mature buck mm -hmm. if everyone shot four and a half year olds i would be very happy because so, they don't there's a study and i forget who it was by or whatever but it said that white-tailed deer hold 95 or yeah, they have 95% of their antler potential at the age of five and a half. And it's so it's five and a half. It's an NBA article. It's five and a half. I'm telling you, it's not. I made a, I made uh, a TikTok they, on it like uh, last year. So I know. And then there's a big chance they can even grow more from five and a half to six and a half. Yeah, but I think at that point it's like but, 50 50. Yeah. And then sometimes they just don't. And then there's it's crazy. And half, it's like when they get to six and a half, they could what they can do from six and a half to seven and a half is like, they'll throw some character. It's pretty cool. Deer are cool. I'm literally First Googling. Jake is cool. Hold on. There's a, it's a, it's got, it's going to be on the deer associations website. Yeah. Antler growth bell curve is what it's talking about. Here uh -huh. it is. What is the bell curve? You can go ahead and share your screen if you want. Uh, I'm trying to find the actual chart. Yeah, he's trying to find the one that says four and a half. It's the chart. I remember the chart and it, it goes four, five and a half, and then six, and then the five and a half and six were basically the same, and it basically plateaus. Hey, a notch that Jake is not cool. Oops. Okay, listen Jake. here, Brandon. Okay. Meet me outside. How about that? Catch me outside. How about that? Uh, I'm in trouble finding it. I know it's on NDA's website because I talked with Lindsey Thomas Jr., and he was. I'll find it for you, sir. Okay, find it and share it. He was talking about how after five and a half, a buck has just of a just a high a likelihood of going up in rack as it is down. So after yeah, five and a half, yeah, it's a 50-50 shot. They can get bigger, they can get smaller. Obviously, the bucks that are the the bucks that are the biggest are gonna be the ones that you know get lucky and roll the dice and get bigger year after year, but not all are like that. 
I mean, a good example would be the uh, would be uh, Coop had a picture of him as well. Kickstand, the kickstand book. Yeah, he got he's significantly smaller. Yeah, but that deer later we found out he was actually like seven, and then he got smaller. He, or he was it out the like seventh year? University yeah. Tennessee says bucks reach peak antler size between five and seven years of age. University of Tennessee, dude. I'm a genius. You gotta you gotta you gotta cite a real source. Um go fools. I can't find it. Any anyways. Taylor, I want to ask you something. So and you hunt private on like and the surrounding area is pretty well managed, I would assume, just because you say you would pass five and a half year olds and stuff like that. Not really. So Oh, I got people. Well, let me just say this: I got neighbors across the door that sh- that would shoot some of the deer that daylighted easily that weren't five and a half this year, and I took the mm-hmm. risk, and one of them didn't make it, but the other three did. I get you. Well, that really wasn't my point, but I guess what I was trying to get at is: do you rattle or grunt or anything like that? Because I feel like. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh you no, should, I was just yeah. going to say that. Uh, again, I just hear you talking about you know you passing the big deer or the lower age class, higher score wise deer. And so, yeah, I just didn't know with that, like management style, if you like rattled or did anything like that, if you felt, if you felt comfortable passing, I would feel like the deer would, you know, be more comfortable rather than like a person who doesn't feel comfortable passing something. I don't know. Property dependent. I feel like your property is better. Do you rattle? That's my question. Do I rattle? Uh, yes, I rattle some. Um, Hasn't worked. It, I've rattled some in, but I've yet to rattle one and shoot it in. Mm. So like that deer, uh, that one that Christian was talking about a little bit ago that had the big eye guards, he came in and uh, was 90 yards, and uh, he was sitting in that timber, and I uh, snort-weezed at him and grunted a few times. He just bedded down with that doe and just laid there on, until it got dark. And I've had n- numerous times a deer came in, and, uh, you know, I didn't let them, I didn't start rattling rides. I seen them, but I let them kind of get out of the way and kind of get up in the timber and rattle. And uh, I didn't even come back. So mm-hmm. I also have another like- deer. You remember that deer that two years ago, I just shot my biggest or three seasons ago. I just shot my biggest buck to date, um, archery wise. And uh, it's like four or five days later, um, this buck comes out. It's not legal shooting light. So I figured he was kind of meander around a little bit. And I was like two minutes, three minutes away. And he starts to leave, so I grunt. So he circles behind me. What's well, my right? I have some trees and some timber. He walks up the rocks. Like I have some big I, – I have some trees and timber. Jeez. I have some rocks and some timber, like some big boulders right over there. And he, he climbed up those rocks and walked behind me, made a scrape. And uh, from the angle I had him, I thought I could uh, – or the angle of my camera, it looks like I shoot him. But when I was standing on my camera, there's a couple branches in the way. Well, he went through one shooting lane. And, uh, you know, I did the hay and, uh, he didn't do anything. He went and made that scrape. He went through my second shooting lane. Um, I hollered, Hey, louder, nothing. When he went through my third one, I hollered and he was 25 yards away and I screamed it. Hey. And he just kept walking with his head up. And, uh, when he got out of that lane, he snort wheezed and walked up and I never saw him again. Hmm. I have that on video. I showed you that one, Christian, didn't I? video or it didn't happen the first year we started talking yeah i think i think so 
I think so. I can't find the the tic tac. I I've been I looking for it this whole time. I used to be able to find that chart like first time I looked for it. I don't know where the heck that article is. But I promise you it's five and a half. That's fine. You can promise, but I mean you're promise. right. Promise can be broken. Yeah. Uh here's here's an interesting one. This one's a good one for Taylor. Honest opinion. You listen to the full podcast, Taylor. I think you did. I don't Honest know. Honest opinion. Did CJ do it? I'm riding on the fence like he is. So he just said some weird stuff that made me question it. There's some stuff going on that makes me question the side to prove that he did it. So, I mean, there's both sides have some iffy situations going on that I wish uh, people would clear up. Mm. Jake? I mean, we have a two-hour podcast if you want to hear our opinions yeah, I was about on to it. Say, <laughs> I was about to say, long story short, I don't know. I don't know. I really want the DNR to, like, come out with a statement, you know, saying, which I understand it's a Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no. You finish this. Finish oh. this talk. Sorry. I understand it's an on, ongoing investigation, but I don't know. Like, CJ seems like a genuine guy, 100%. Like, I would sit down with another podcast with him if he wanted. But also, just from, like, the outside looking in, we've only heard his side. And mm-hmm. everybody knows there's three three sides of the story, you know? His side, their side, and the truth, or however you want to word it. And so far, all we've heard is his side. We've literally maybe gotten one sentence, maybe two sentences from the from the like an a- official statement from the DNR. And so so far, this whole thing's just been like vocally one sided. For for someone that's under investigation, again, I don't mean any disrespect to CJ because he was he, he was a great guy, uh, super nice, said he was a believer and all that stuff. So I don't hold anything against him right now. But we've only heard his side, so that's 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 my only iffy thing about that, and that's why I'm neutral in this because it's a one-sided thing. So that's where I'll leave it. I echo the same sentiment. Okay, I would love to see a a DNR. Like if the DNR came out and like, well, we got this, 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 and this on him, I'd be like, okay. Now I have both sides. Yeah, you see, you know, that's that's. A but you only have one side. It's like, if one. If so as of right now, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah, I want to, but then there's just some stuff that was said. I was like, right. But here's what I'll say to this, and I'm not trying to get all defensive uh, on him or whatever. But I'm not the best with words either. Like I, I stutter, I stumble on my words and stuff, and I'll listen back to a podcast. I'm like, I can't believe I said that. Like that's not at all what I meant. And I don't know. That's just how I view things. That's a lot of pressure to get on a podcast and be like, hey, oh, what's, your, what's your rebuttal for the biggest investigation in, in deer hunting right now? And he's like, Ugh. Yeah, see, I'd be saying a lot of us. And they'd be like, see, he's stumbling over his words. I'm like, dude, that's just me. <laughs> you never talked to me before. <laughs> yeah. That's how I speak. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, we, we will see. Here's this video of that buck that I told you I couldn't get stopped. It's a video of a video because I kind of is trash. So this is going to be a video of a video of a video. Yeah. All right. We'll push play. Listen to how hard. Oh, oh. 25 oh Did you see oh. it? Yeah. I just saw a big old body. Go, yeah. go ahead and text that to me. Hey. 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 That was my last ditch Let's effort. Go. It did not work. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like that dummy thought I was unstoppable for him. <laughs> when he heard that, he's like, get to trucking. 
get, yeah. get moving. He didn't even run. He just walked all the way. I watched him go up the draw. I was like, mm. never saw him again either. Uh, I've got another one. In the Woods said, my daughter hit one too low once. I tracked it for a long ways in the snow. Then she got a whole bunch of tracks and lost it. Yeah. Um, if you hit one really low and you don't hit the heart, there's not a whole lot there. There's not yeah. a whole lot of goodies. I did that with the doe a few years back. I I remember that. Yeah, the, you got yeah, the video. Yeah, I didn't know how far it was at the time. And so I just kind of guesstimated and I shot. And the only reason I hit her is because she ducked into my arrow and it just hit right there on the wide of the belly. I mean, it was good left and right, but just the up and down was horrible. And if she wouldn't have like dropped and spooked, tried to turn away, I wouldn't have hit her. But blood on the arrow looked good and all that. But I don't like, honestly, I don't think I killed her just because of how low it was. There's white hair on the fletchings and stuff like that. There's really not much. There's really not much there if you hit them super low. But you can hit him three inches. You saw Mason's buck that he shot this year. Yeah. You can hit him two inches above the thing and, and hit him right in the freaking heart. But I don't think I was over towards the heart enough. enough, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like towards that leg. You really have to ride that leg up, though. Um. Okay. We got, we got, a, this is a funny one from Coop. All right. Here's one. Do a backflip, said CJ Innocent. Maybe we will see. Cooper said, always up for a competition. We could do a scramble after the course opens after one. Oh, yeah, because they all open up after one. You can mm-hmm. shoot whatever, or even on the practice course. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be really we, fun. We need to come up with something, though, like something unique to make, like a, a bigger twist. Well, we and we have uh, Carol, so they don't have the secret weapon of crap talk. Joke. He can get that's he true. Can get, he can get in their mind. He didn't have oh, to shoot. That is true. Especially that that like brotherly bond, dude. Carol, Coop, I'm sorry, you're not hitting the target if Carol starts shit talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You want a million view YouTube video? Carol versus Wall in a crap talking contest. The wall will literally just shatter after a few hours of Carol. Disintegrate. Yeah, <laughs> it will. It will literally just give up. It will have to. That's our secret weapon, Coop. If you're still watching. Uh, Robbie 40. So we had two people ask the same question. Robbie 45 said best year caliber. And then Michael, the Stefano said best year caliber. Taylor, you like to shoot the, the, the rifles. What's, uh, what's the best year caliber? Uh, I like the 243, um, 25 out six and, uh, the 308, which everyone's like 308 overkill. But it's depends how you load it. Jake. I mean, I don't, I don't know guns to save my life. Uh, the only thing I've taken hunting before is a 30 out six and a 30 30. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. 30 30. I shot one in the face is my very first deer I've ever shot in my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it did the job with the dome dome shot. But, uh, other Ooh, than geez. that 30 out six, I don't know if it's that, if it's that like, uh, accurate, at least in my hands. Cause I shot at one of the biggest deer I've ever seen in, in my life. Shot it twice, didn't hit it, but that was a scope problem. <laughs> yes, <laughs> gun problem. Odd six is the real deal. The Indian or the arrow. Um, hey, some some people's got to carry the firewood. Okay, we needed basket weavers. Like somebody had to. Um, best deer caliber. I've shot deer with a twenty-two two fifty, two twenty-three, thirty out six. I don't know. It's hard to beat a 30, 300 wind mag. 
If you want to oh like just take gosh. the soul, if you want to take the soul, any long action deer, is too much for a deer for a whitetail. You think so? Yes. What do you Dude. mean by long action? Like your thirty odd six. You got your short action rifles and you got your long action rifles. So What's a thirty odd six classified as long? Why is that? Good question. I don't it's know too what... big for Taylor's little shoulders. He can't take the. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> give me my two forty three. That reminds me. <laughs> This might not okay. This might be why I, I don't know. I'm kind of shy of guns because I remember, I don't know how old I was, maybe eight, nine. My dad had a seven millimeter or seven mag, whatever it's called. It was a seven millimeter, something. and it's a B seven something. <laughs> that thing kicked like a freaking mule, dude. Like so, backstory. I got kicked in the head once when I when I was like in seventh grade. I got kicked in the head by a horse. Um, that gun kicked harder than that horse did. Like I swear to God, and my dad lifted me up on the back of the bed. Like, and so I was kind of balancing on the truck tire and I shot and that thing like blew me off that sucker and the gun went flying. He caught the gun, not me. Thanks dad. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think fans. it's anything over like a three or away is basically long action. It's just how long the car the cartridge is. Yeah, I get it. Hmm. Dude. You don't have big shoulders. You need to start lifting. A little bit. Hey, it's not about what you shoot. It's about the placement. Okay, buddy. That's what okay, everybody John uses Dudley. a crossbow told me. Uh, that's fun. Everyone's on here going to really think I use a crossbow. <laughs> that's all right. So, okay, hear me out. Taylor, I want your opinion on this. Are you on the John Dudley side or the Ranch Ferry side? Oh, you mean? He doesn't know okay. who those guys are. No, I'm just I know John Dudley. So, so, John Dudley is more of a light arrow, uh, doesn't care about a pass-through if because he hits them where they're supposed to be hit. And Ranch Ferry is the everyday average Joe plan B where it's like, hey, I'm probably not going to hit it where it's supposed to be hit, but I will get a pass through. I will get two holes. I don't really rather. I don't really pay attention. If you're asking me, do I pay attention to what my arrow weight is? No. So, but I also get pass throughs. So. Okay. Like he's, I, shooting, I, I, he's shooting a piss missile. Yeah. How many so guns I, you shoot? I don't uh, use 100. So when I went to, uh, oh my gosh, what is that brand? Uh, hunting it's public. Used, you know, hunting public used them. Uh, the hunting public used them. They're one. They're single. Iron bubble. wheel. Gosh, I have them. Uh, anyways, when I use them, I went to 125. But uh, most of the time, I just use 100 grain. Hmm. And so uh, you're what? Probably 480 grains. 475. Sure. He didn't know. Like I said, I don't really know. You it's hard to get that much weight in a bolt. 480 volt is really uh, <laughs> you gotta pour lead in the bolt. He tries to stay on the lighter side so he can get that 380 FPS. It's concrete. <laughs> like, I don't really pay attention that much. Uh I don't use I used uh um, fixed broadheads. Uh I went to that after I tried my time with uh mechanical broadheads and which mechanicals I, did you shoot? I shot, um, of course, everyone tried at the Rage. I shot okay. G5 uh, Mega Meats. I've shot, uh, man. Have you ever tried Grim, Grim Reapers before? Mm-mm. If you want to go back to Expandables, because if I was to go back to Expandables, that's exactly what I'd shoot Grim Reaper Whitetail Specials. I went to the Trophy Taker Shuttle Tees, and man. Don't get you much better than what they've been doing here lately. 
They is take that souls? a uh, is that a fixed blade? Mm-hmm. They're three blade fixed blade. They're freaking. They're a unit, man. I uh, my buddy Kyle, he does nothing but uh, archery hunts, bow hunts, whatever. People get mad if I say archery, and some people get mad if I say bow hunt. But uh, he bow hunts only. Yeah, people get real triggered. Like, oh, it's ash. Anyway, so he started using those, and uh, that guy knows everything when it comes to archery. And he was like, telling me, he's like, just try these. You need to try these. He's like, I've shot deer. They don't even know they're hit. He's like, you watch hunting public, you know, and those deer get hit, and they just stand there looking around, and they fall over dead. He's like, try these. And uh, Gunner tried them, and uh, Gunner shot a raccoon. And uh, – it just stood there and then just like took two steps and fell over. And he told me about it. Well, finally I was like, oh, I'm going to try these. And, uh, I shot a public Lando and I shot her and she just took like four steps and looked around and I actually knocked another one and shot her and she didn't still didn't know it hit her. And then she plops over. So it's pretty zips cool through. seeing that zips through her. Or no? Yeah. They're so sharp. Yeah. It just Kyle hit them several times in the sh- shoulder and went bone to bone and they come out. But she's using FMJs, and he he has the build, but I I don't I don't pay attention to it. Um, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. But I'm a guy that if it works for me, it works for me. You know, it's like the saying: if you're on elk, why well, try to move and go find more elk if you're hunting? But ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I get it. I, I mean, grand scheme of things, I think confidence kills. Like if you have confidence in it, I mean, by all means, use it. But I think there That's, is a difference between like a good fixed blade, heavy arrow, and I, I'm so excited to talk to the ranch fairy again because I actually know something about arrows now. Because I don't know, eight months ago, I didn't even know what my arrow length was or grain of my arrow was or anything like that. And then we talked to like Joel Turner, the ranch fairy, and I got like a, like a, uh, oh, what do you call that? A crash course on all mm-hmm. that stuff because trying to formulate a conversation. It's like, I don't know what to ask. Cause I don't know anything about yeah. this arrow. And now I feel like I can actually, I feel like I'm still like a, like the novice level about like knowing about arrows and stuff. But it's just like, now that I have this, like this small grasp of it, I don't know. I feel like I can learn more now just based off yeah, that. That's what, you know, I'm actually newer to bow hunting. Uh, I didn't, I started bow hunting probably five years ago, maybe. And uh, like I said, I just grew up, we only, my family were rifled on it. So I just kind of finally was like, ah, after I killed that big muzzleloader buck, uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to go to archery and test myself. And so I don't know much. Now, like rifles, I know a lot because I like, I'm very intrigued by what calibers do. And I like to do a lot of predator hunting. So I kind of know. Um, and my, a lot of my family shoots. So that's just common nature, common ground to talk about. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, so that's kind of where I need to grow in my archery hunting is knowing my arrows and yeah, I know what arrows I get. Um, couldn't tell you my draw length. I know my draw weight's uh, 70. So just stuff like that I know. But other than that, you talk about my arrows, you put me in la-la land because I have no idea. But I feel like that's the majority of bow hunters, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. People. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it is. I mean, and I don't know, man. That's why I'm like saying it, it's worked for me. Um, sometimes like maybe I'm overly confident on my archery hunting, but I've also, you know, I've backed stuff up with what I do and I'm not saying kill big deer, but I'm saying shot placement and how confident I am of grabbing a bow and shooting. And, uh, so 
that and like I said, none of that leads to big deer. I've not shot too many big deer with a, with a bow, but uh, the deer I have shot, they've been found all except for one. And that when I shot that one, I've told you guys this last time I shot it, felt horrible. And from that day on, I was like, I'm never going through that struggle again. And I know I will, it happens, but I'm trying to eliminate it as a hunter to go through that. So I would add some flows, but if you really want to mess up your uh, shot sequence and all that stuff, come to tag. Yeah, that's what I figured. Come to tag with us. Yeah, we can mess it up. Like, <laughs> like normally, normally, like you know, you, you can have your own stuff. But I'm telling you, man, those challenges. Sometimes you might only have three seconds to draw back and shoot. I mean, that's just the way it is. But you have all summer to fix that. <laughs> All right, we got a few more questions here. Uh, Ryan Fry said the problem with classifying what's a mature whitetail deer is you have to take into account hunting pressure, food, re- food resources, and the region you're hunting. Um, I agree with the second two, food and resources in the region, but I don't know what hunting pressure has to do with maturity. I'll vouch um, for him. You'll vouch but, for him? Uh, yeah, no. Well, what's the problem? He said the problem with classifying. Oh, okay, like so why it's hard to tell what's mature and what's not? I don't think that's or the problem not, is if you try to class time, you don't kill. I don't know what, I don't know what that statement means. I, it's kind of a broad statement. The problem. So what time. I see when he's talking about the hunting pressure is I'm just going to relate to my situation. Christian, you know, my situation, Taylor, you're get a glimpse of my hunting situation, but just where you're in a spot where the deer don't get to maturity. Okay. And so maybe, maybe that has something to do with it. Now classifying, I mean, if I see a nice three-year-old on my land, like I know, I know probably it's a relatively young deer, but I mean, but you would only know that because you've seen a mature buck somewhere else. That's true. Like what if you've never seen a five-year-old? That's, I don't, that's very true. That's like, okay. So that's like a doe walking out and it being a year and a half year old doe that just now lost its spots. And you're like 20 feet up in a, in a stand and you're like, ah, doesn't have any spots. I know it's a doe. I might try to fling an arrow at it and then you get down and you pick it up and it's like 50 pounds mm-hmm. versus a whole group of doe come in and you're like, okay, that's the big one. That's a big doe. Those other two are like yearling two-year-old doe. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good point though. Like if you, if you have hunting pressure and they don't get mature, you won't know what a mature one looks like. Only shoot what's there. The resource. I don't know. What's your Here's thoughts, an- Taylor? Well, I don't, I guess I'm kind of confused. He said that the problem with classifying what's mature white-tailed deer is you have to take into account hunting pressure. I don't see that. I mean, maybe in your situation, yeah. Uh, food I'm resources. Just baby. <laughs> I mean, they still show character without, with poor food resources and the region you're hunting. You can, you know, I mean, if you're from that region, you should be able to. Um, but, like I said, that kind of, I don't know. It gets yeah, tough. That stuff does change it. Ch- changes the body, but. Well, I, a, I feel like good, if you're from that area, you kind of, you get a feel for what your deer. It changes the ceiling. Like if you're talking about food resource and the regions, like some regions might, might not get, you know, abundant of water, which leads well, into yeah. the foliage and stuff like that. So it leads into I like the, the, the ceiling height of the antlers. I know a guy around here that uh, hunts, uh, he's probably hunts about 30, 40 miles from me. And uh, they have great food resources and they're, 
the body of his deer always way bigger than the ones I have. Me and him send pictures back and forth. We talk about deer and deer age. And uh, he's always like, your deer, he always ages my deer a year younger than his. And I'm like, you know, and in my head, some of these deer I've had for the five and a half years. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, dude, you're looking at the body, just the body size. You can't look at that. And, you know, so I get it. That is hard, but I mean, it's part of it. I mean. We got a buddy, uh, his name's Warren Holder from Raised Hunting, and he actually is the one that got Christian on the cementum annuli or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how a lot of people who think that a deer is five and a half, six and a half or whatever are actually like a year or two older. Like the people are classifying a year or two older than what they actually are. Yeah, I've heard that too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's – and. You know, Christian started doing it, and like I didn't see Christian's uh, McAllister buck being that old. But then again, oh, oh, that's not the one that got was five and a half. It was the opening day buck. Oh, oh, you saw we got that one back yet? Okay, well, mm-hmm. damn. Well, long story short, like that whole situation of talking with him, like it kind of made me question. You know, like me being able to tell the maturity of a deer without having you know consistent yearly pictures of them when you look at it like in central texas you shoot a 105 pound deer buck that might be a six-year-old buck mm-hmm. i took my oklahoma buck to the processor here and he weighed like 220 live weight and i dropped it off dude they looked like they were looking at a moose they were like <laughs> where the hell did this come from and, and that's like, what's crazy though because if if you hunt in oklahoma let's say you hunt i don't know i don't want to go any locations but let's say you hunt a spot where it has relatively smaller size deer you know the deer just don't get very big regardless of age and like fatter beefy is what i mean and then you go to you know hunt out of state place like kansas where you're hunting you know cows relatively it seems like and it's just like you're not going to be able to jump from state to state and know what a mature deer is 24 7 i mean yeah you mean you can i mean you still got to look at the body structure yeah they're fatter but they still have to have the same um, you know, they still have to have this big necks. They still have to have that drop back. I mean, you're four and a half deer in Kansas because it's a bigger body. Doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. going to show it's a five and a half. It def- when they get th- there's, they there's just a lot of stuff you can look at that even doesn't matter how big they are, their body has to mature into. It. I mean, it's just like a, a human. Some of us, when we're younger, we jump up and we look older, but our body, you can just tell by the body that they're younger person i mean i had a kid in my grade that hit puberty in like fifth grade and was an all-star i mean he was i mean we pretty much all of our plays in any sport were give it to him and we won undefeated then we get to high school <laughs> but we catch, we catch up with them everyone around us caught up with them and everyone thought he was going to be nba nfl all that didn't happen well it just blows my mind because uh christian's uncle uh justin he shot the deer scored like 165 mm-hmm. and what was he six and a half Christian? Yeah. Yeah. That's what the taxidermist aged him at with, with the, uh, the old pearly whites. And that deer had the body of a doe. Like if you were to like block, block your vision from the antlers, it's like, okay, cool. He shot a doe. And probably 110 that, pounds, 150. Yeah. Pounds. It was 165 pound deer. And it was or, that uh, 165 inch. Yes. Was that in the mountains? That was, a, that was yeah, that was a mountain deer. So Which, that's not, I've never really looked at mountain deer, so I can't tell you on that. So they said know, my recurve, they said my recurve buck was four and a half on the tooth wear, and I looked at the teeth. I I still have them. I would agree on the tooth wear. 
but the buck weighed 113 pounds field dressed. A four and a half year old. On That's my what least blows my mind. Is 180 like, pounds. It's just field different. Oh, see, I Even, our field dresser 160 at one spot. Some other ones, they might be 180. But right, you're talking, you're talking a hundred pound difference though from one side of the state to the other, like that's that's wild. Like field, yeah, but they still show the. I don't know what the correct correct word at the moment is, but the attributions or whatever of an attributes. attributes. But the bigger they are, the more defined it is. Like the easier. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, the bigger they are, but the smaller ones also show stuff. I think it's. I, mean, a, I think it's even not even like harder. the body. Look how they act too. I mean, I don't. You give you give us at fourteen years old this podcast. It's going to be annoying. Yeah, it's probably annoying now. But. No, it's probably that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can tell by stuff, and that's what I'm not saying. I can sit there and look at a deer and be like, "He's seven years old, three months and two days." Like I know, <laughs> but I can tell you if he's mature. Like if I say that deer's mature, he needs to, you know, shoot him. He's going to be five and a half or older. Yeah. Then I, I, I'll back that up. I'll start getting all my teeth sent out. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not. Oh, I'm not certain. calling you out on, on no, I know. I'm just saying. because I know on your property, like on, on my property where I hunt the majority of the time, I feel like I can, you know, age class deer if mm -hmm. I have that age class available. But I'm just saying like where you don't normally go, where you don't normally see that many deer you know, maybe low deer density. It's like, it's, it's harder because the deer are different from Northeast Oklahoma to Southeast Oklahoma, completely different specimen, not as far as a gap as Southeast to uh, Southwest, but it's just like, even in this range, just in one state of Oklahoma, I understand Oklahoma is super diverse compared to like a lot of States, mm -hmm. but it's just, I don't know. Like it's, I think it's just too far of a gap to like, for the average person who really doesn't study the deer, look at the deer 24 seven to be like, okay, Hey, that's a five-year-old. That's a three-year-old. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't see how someone can't tell the difference between a three and a half year old and a five-year-old. A lot of people don't see a lot of bucks every year to get to analyze data. You know, they might see three bucks a year and it's like, I don't see a lot of five and a half year olds a year. You got good trail cam picks. Yeah. Now does I guarantee you I got some old does I can age oh, it. Though. I, I got I got one and uh, it was it was a doe day it was a special doe day and I went out there and it's funny because I text my neighbor to the south of me quite a bit and he was talking about how he didn't like prefer any doe shot or anything like that and I was like well I'm just gonna go out here you know I've had the same group of does come through there's one doe in particular that her hips are almost like skin and bone, but she has a big old belly on her every single year, at least for two, maybe three years in a row. She's, she's dropped double fawns. And so like, I tried to keep her around and I know exactly who she is just because yeah, of her like really point. withered hips. And of course I sat in that stand with, with my 30 out six and she comes strolling out and I'm like, is that the same doe? I don't know. It only had one, one little fawn with her, but it was the doe fawn. I was like, I could have swore like earlier in the year she had a little buck fawn. And I know after those buck fawns get a, you know, a certain age, the mom will run it off just due to uh, the reproduction side of it where they don't like crossbreed or whatever. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe she done run, ran that little fawn off. But I was like, it seems, it seems too early to me at least. And then about 15 minutes later, after that thing was milling around 30 yards from me, I see that little, little old nub buck. I'm strolling it, and I was like, "Okay, that's that doe." Thank God I didn't shoot her, but 
then I don't know, 30 minutes later, I had about 12 more dough filter out. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely taking one of these suckers. You had 12 come out? Dude, that night I seen 15 dough, 15 different dough. I, uh, and I was I, like, I think one could be shot. I have my favorite does at my spots, like the ones that were pretty much on a schedule. <laughs> you guys have any of those? I got yeah. some, one of my spots there, uh, like a family of them comes out and they're like a lighter gray. And then uh, there's another group of them, two or three, they got the double throat patch. So I can always tell which does are coming oh, that's in. That's cool. And, uh, and then I have one, she's hilarious. I have her in lots of my videos. Like, like her only goal when she comes out is to how she can as fast as she can run to grab a piece of corn before another one or a buck runs her off. And you'll see her in my video. She'll come wagon wheeling around them as fast as she can run up, take a couple bites and just bolt. And it's <laughs> just hilarious. Cause I mean, she's just a light gray color. And when she comes in, it's funny. Cause she just acts like nothing's going on. And all of a sudden she's like, Oh, game on. I wonder how I can get a piece of corn without, <laughs> without getting kicked. That's the other does are mean to her. I mean, hmm. absolutely mean to her. Well, that's when you shoot the mean does. Ah, oh, they're my friends. So we got, we're running up here close to two hours. We got a few questions. Let's run through rapid fire these and then okay. we can, then we can wrap. Uh, here we go. Chris Allen says, is it better to take big does or small ones? 80 pound during the Ohio gun season. Don't they say, don't they say, uh, take bigger ones? I don't know what they say. I'd shoot Ohio. If you're hungry, shoot a big one. (laughs) Yeah. You would think an 80 pound doe would be really small. Yeah. I would think 130, 140 pounder. Oh, he's with the old nannies. I like shooting the old nannies. Those are the ones that are Mm -hmm. typically the educators in the group. Mm -hmm. All right. Blowers. (laughs) Yeah. Court, Court Water said favorite animal you've ever hunted. That's my uh, girlfriend's little brother. Nice. Favorite animal ever hunted. Should be asking them, what ring are you getting her? That'd be a better question for you. Hey, hit that that little thing, Christian. Welcome to to the the Hunter's Advantage. My favorite animal, I don't know. I love the whitetail. I've I've hunted mule deer in Nebraska. I don't know if you call that hunting. I've hunted uh, a lot of turkeys. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about a whitetail that gets me going. My goal is to shoot a mature whitetail in as many states as I can before my time here is gone or done. Mm-hmm. Jake, what do you got? Uh, I mean, obviously, whitetail is God's great creation. But just to kind of have a little bit of diversity here, I love pronghorn. I've only hunted them like twice, but... I hold it very, very highly or I don't know. There's just something different about the, maybe it, maybe it just has to do with the spot and stock aspect of it. But whenever we went, Oh, I had a ball. Like it's, it's up there for sure. Yeah. Probably what about you? Awesome. Um, I've hunted mule deer, whitetail, pronghorn, shot a black bear, uh, probably whitetail out of those four, probably whitetail. Um, Coop said he's the last person that gets in my mind. I've seen him shoot. <laughs> you got a point, Coop. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Zachary said, uh, Hanky, Hanky Hunt said, happiest moment during this hunting season? Uh, probably January 15th, when at uh, like 6 p.m., <laughs> whenever it finally ended. When the sun that went was down. Good. Yeah. Cause I was like, okay, the season's over. Can only go up from here. Taylor, what do you got? 
Oh, probably when, this season is probably when I shot that deer or my deer. It's kind of unexpected. So heck yeah. I think my happiest moment this season was shooting a buck with a recurve. Oh yes. yeah. This guy's the one that has like a million different options. Let me think. Was it the first buck I shot or the fourth? No, just kidding. No, the recurve buck this year was, was awesome. Was it the first state I hunted or the third? <laughs> Mainly, be it was awesome because it was a place I'd never hunted before. It's a two and a half day hunt with a recurve. Like, yeah, there's a lot of deer in there, but odds are still against you. So, being able to pull one out was pretty special. Uh, and then last one, Alonzo said, "You can't always hit deer where hit them where you aim. Deer move, human error, wind ranges, angles, etc." I agree with you. You can't. Yeah, that's why you awesome. shoot. That's why that's you shoot under Altero. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's why you shoot in practice because you just try to eliminate what you can. That's right. Only can do what you, you can do. Uh, well, cool. Uh, we appreciate everybody watching. Hope you enjoy these bi-weekly live podcasts. It's really fun to get in and just hear what people I like talk these. about. Yeah, yeah, these are really, really fun. These are, these are starting to be my favorite, to be honest, even though I've only did one and a half. I'm here. <laughs> well, we used to do Q&A and we'd you know, gather questions and those are fun, but it's it's always awesome to see people live and then, you know, getting a reply to him and then get a reply from folks. So, uh, Taylor, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jake. Oh, I was just going to say, if you're, uh, any of the ones watching this on Facebook, I assume you're already followed, but if you're not, Hey, follow us on Facebook. Okay. Follow You'll us get all. these, uh, welcome to the hunters vintage podcast. Uh, <laughs> and outdoor finds. No, follow, <laughs> obviously follow outdoor defiance and, uh, everything cool gunner has going on there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all right i'm awesome. sorry i'm done that's awesome um oh there he goes <laughs> uh no uh taylor where can i know we're streaming to your facebook and instagram but where can people that are uh following us check out your videos and stuff uh youtube facebook instagram any of that uh we're launching our first podcast wednesday at 1 15 so tomorrow um, it's kind of me and Gunnar go over how we got started and, uh, in hunting and then how we built up to how we got started as outdoor defiance. So what you don't want to get us that. on. Um, I'm going to get hunters advantage on when I'm desperate. Um, <laughs> no, 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 all jokes aside, uh, we have some pretty cool lineup of people coming up and, uh, we're, I think we're, I think you guys don't want to miss out, but, uh, definitely catch all of our podcasts Hunter advantage has some sweet stuff. Um, we're going to have some sweet stuff. I think you can learn stuff from both. Uh, last comment, Jake, before we go. You guys going to do any more with Charles Beatty? That guy has a watchable quality. That is true. That man's a great storyteller. Um, RGS, I think, I think, allegedly, we have something planned for mid-March. So uh, be sure to stay tuned for that. I assume it won't come... It'll probably come out quickly after that, but uh, yeah, anywhere from mid to late March, just be prepared. Yep. All right. Well, uh, wherever you're following, listening and watching, make sure to leave us a rating and review, subscribe, follow, whatever you do on that platform. And we'll catch you guys in two weeks on the bi-weekly, but the regular podcast will come out this week again. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll catch you guys yes, later. Bye. See you guys.